What a great week I just had. A fantastic week. You might say, well, why was it so great, Father John? Well, I mean, we had this great reception with the bishop. Maybe that was it. Well, I mean, that was great. But even better, in the 100th year of their existence at Soldier Field, on opening night, the Green Bay Packers came away victorious with a 10-3 victory. It's going to be like this all season. Uh, <laughs> yes, it takes that little to make me happy. Football. Okay. To, to dig into this gospel a little bit now, because it's kind of challenging. The gospel's pretty challenging today. I would like each of you to ask the question to yourself, why am I here? Why are you here? Why do you come to church? Why are you Catholic? Why do you do it? What is your motivation? What are you hoping to get? You know, people come for different reasons. Some people come because they just feel guilty. Not really a great reason. Some people come because, or they're guilt, they feel guilty if they don't. Some people come because of obligation. Well, I'm supposed to do it, I'm a Catholic. Not a great motivation. Some people come and do the bare minimum, right? The bare minimum is you hear the gospel and you receive communion. So they get here as late as they can, and they leave as early as possible, right? They're kind of the minimalists among us. Not great. Not a great reason. Not great rationale. What is it that you seek? What is it that your heart desires? I think this is really important for us to, obviously, to reflect on. Why are we Catholic at all? What keeps us here? Now, in accord with that, though, this gospel tells us what God is looking for. This gospel tells us what Jesus is looking for from us. And I would assert to you that the bigger question is not what do I get by going to Mass or by being a Christian, by being a Catholic. Not what do I get such that the action is about me, but rather what is God doing and what is God looking for? He calls all of us to be his disciples. Every single one of us. We might be able to theme the gospel today as the cost of discipleship. Counting that cost. And Jesus gives three things. Three things that a disciple must have or behaviors they must exhibit. The first is they must hate everyone else, including themselves, before Jesus. Now obviously Jesus is using hyperbole. He's not actually saying that we, that would be incongruent, you know, with everything else he says, that he would actually expect us to hate. So we, we ought not read this literally, right? It's hyperbole. He's saying, you need to love me above everything else. And if anything else gets in the way, there's a problem. You can't be my disciple, whether that's your family, your spouse, your children, or even yourself, even your own self, cannot get in the way of me. 
And then the second thing he says is, take up your cross and come after me. Well, remember that everybody at that time understood the cross not to be merely symbolic in some way that has lost a bit of its true meaning and power. Everybody understood that the cross was an instrument of torture and death. It was used for capital punishment. It would be, you know, akin to, you know, take up your electric chair or something. I mean, it's that kind of thing, right? I mean, we, we, we hear that image and it changes the way we would look at it. Well, this is exactly how the listeners would have heard Jesus. He's saying you need to take up your cross unto death, torture, and follow me. You need to be willing to do that. That's number two. And then three, you must sell all your possessions and follow me. You must give everything away. Clearly what the Lord is getting at here is you must prefer me to everything else in your life. Nothing else can get in the way. Possessions cannot get in the way, right? A a desire for just material happiness cannot get in the way. And even you yourself and your relationships cannot get in the way. The Lord must come first. And then he gives a a couple of of stories, right? He says, well, if you're going to build a tower, you should calculate the cost that it's going to take to build that tower. And if you can't finish, don't even start. And then he says, uh, uses the other example of, you know, you're, you've got an army and you're advancing upon another army. And if you figure out that that army is a lot larger and you're going to lose, you probably should not engage. You shouldn't even start. Understand, he says, what it means to be my disciple. Because it's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost you everything. That's what he's saying. It will cost you everything in the end. And the only thing that can get in the way of Jesus uh, making us more and more into his disciple, a more and more perfect reflection of him, the only thing that can get in the way of this, there's nothing in heaven on earth outside of ourselves that can get in the way of this. The only thing that can stop us from becoming who God wants us to be is ourselves. It can only be the no that we give. But if we say yes, if our heart desires what God can give, and he gives in this life a lot of mixture of what would seemingly be good and evil. In this life, God gives us suffering. He allows pain, sacrifice, right? He also gives joy and fulfillment. It's a mixture. The cross is emblematic of that. On the cross is the greatest victory of all of human history. And it's also the greatest defeat, seemingly. For on the cross, God died. But from the cross, the gates of heaven were opened. Joy and pain mixed together. Right? Great victory and great sacrifice together. But isn't this how life is? I mean, isn't this how your marriage is? You might say, no, Father, my marriage is just suffering. (laughs) Well, I hope not. I hope not. But there's going to be suffering, isn't there? There's going to be suffering, there's going to be sacrifice, but isn't there going to be great joy? Isn't there going to be great, wonderful gifts that the Lord gives you as well? 
It's always a mixture. We don't like that it's a mixture. We'd like it to be just, obviously, all of the good. But that's because we don't see how the suffering and the sacrifice can be good. That it limits us from seeing what God can do. And yet we'll, we'll talk about something like this all the time. I've learned more through my failure than I ever learned through my success. How many times have you heard that? I've learned more through, through suffering. I didn't like it at the time, but I look back and I learned more from that. And it changed me more than the times without. So we know, right? We, it's even in our, our lexicon. We know that God works through all of it through the good and the bad. He allows some of the evil so that he might bring good out of it, so that he might use it to teach us. Right? We know that this is how life is. And when we get, we get stuck, it's when we start to say, well, it's not fair. Or I don't want to have to endure it. Jesus did not want to suffer either. We know this from the scriptures. He didn't want to. But what did he prefer above all other things? His Father's will. He knew that if he followed his Father's will, he would, he would rise victorious. That God would bring good out of it. That if he just trusted, God would lead him to ultimate fulfillment through that death. So count the cost. If you say yes to God, He's not going to just make you a little bit better than you were. That's not what this is about. You might show up at church and say, well, I just want to be a little bit better. That's not what this is about. I just want to be a little bit better father. Nope. That's not how God works. God wants to make you into something even greater than you ever imagined. Ever imagined you could be. Ever thought possible. God plays the long game, not the short game. And what he wants to do within us is spectacular and eternal. Not just something that ex exists in this life. He wants to make us into something radiant and glorifying to him for all of eternity. He wants us to be holy and he wants us to be saints. That's what we're in for. And so we must count the cost. But let us say yes to God because what he gives is so much greater than anything else we might receive. Please stand.